You're listening to Manufacturing Ignition Hot Topics, bringing you right up to date on the latest trends and discussions within UK manufacturing. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your hosts, Terry Mallin and Scott Buchanan. And then bring us on to final peak. You know, I, I read an article, what role is the UK playing in connected and autonomous vehicles, which is CAV vehicles? Okay. Sounded <laughs> actually, because this will bring us on nicely to our hot topic, Scott, but, you know, CAVs are expected to add £51 billion per year to the UK economy by 2030. 2030 is only seven, uh, when's that? 13 years away? It's nothing. Man, you're making me sound old, Terry. You're making me sound old. You know, specifically that'll create 320,000 new jobs. But if we're only interested in manufacturing and, you know, with this, with this discussion, so uh, looking at it, 25,000 new jobs are specifically being created within automotive manufacturing. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that, though? I mean, in all honesty, from an, an automation point of view, and actually, you know, the, 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 this investment that's clearly happening, you know, there's, there's cars there that can run in their own their own remit. I mean, how, how do you feel about How would you feel, I don't know, sitting, calling your Uber through and the car's doing it itself? There's no need for a driver. I know, I know. But I think um, I was at a, a web conference in Lisbon last October, and I was really interested to listen to the guy from Google who was talking about uh, autonomous vehicles and how actually Google's already had that in place for years. Um, they've got the cars driving about their facility. The whole reason why it's not necessarily went mainstream quick enough is because there's a lot of background behind that and the basis of, you know, how do you ensure those type of vehicles? If there's an accident, who's going to be liable? All that, all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff to take into account before this can actually become a commercial product and actually be out there in the marketplace. The thing is, it's already been, it's already out there. It's, it's happening. happening. Yeah. yeah so it's just a matter of time. I mean, this will bring us on nicely. So obviously with regards to our hot topic being autonomous vehicles, when I was touching on employment there and actually creating 25,000 new jobs specifically for automotive manufacturing, one of the big concerns that are out there is actually it's taking employment away with people who drive lorries, vans for deliveries, whatever it might be for their day-to-day job, they may no longer be required. So, yeah, I mean, you know, end of the day, it's coming in one hand and get out the other. I mean, what's your thoughts, Scott? Well, I would relate it to to my experience recently in a a nameless supermarket um, where where I'd moved house to um, is a suburb of of the city, obviously, and um, the, the, the local shop doesn't actually do the um, the deliver you know the online service that to drop off the food, which is a pain when I'm working so hard at the moment as you know. One of the the, the conversations that that I had with um, the actual shop assistant um, when I was asking when they were going to introduce it was that the initial immediate response was you're going to do me out of a job, and actually my my immediate thought process was well how is you know all you're doing is scanning my goods at the moment actually by you know, who's going to put the goods into a bag and then actually who's going to drive the goods to my house, you know, and, and I'm sure there's a thousand other things that need to go into creating that process and, and upscaling and, 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 you know, a variety of, of, of things in there. So I personally believe that it's quite 
I'm not going to say narrow-minded, but I think um, no one necessarily likes change. But in any of the, the industrial revolutions that we've seen, and actually, yes, I know that's an, a, a topic for another day, but certainly, um, you know, I think there'll, there'll be scope for, for actually development and, and, and actually potential for people making more money um, than what they're doing at the moment. Yeah, 100%. I, I mean, even just the, I mean, there's a lot of commercial changes that's going to come around with autonomous vehicles as well. There was recent trials of a system called platooning. Have you ever heard of that? Platooning? No, what's that? So if you picture you're going down the M6, you've got all trucks and vans and whatever else down there commercially taking whatever goods it might be from the manufacturing facilities that, that we work with. Uh, platooning is basically involves autonomous trucks driving in a synchronised chain along motorways and it's already been trialled out in, in Europe. It will be trialled out in the UK soon because I know DAF being one of the manufacturers. Massive. Yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if we break that down slightly, so the benefits of that sort of system, you know, I mean, the obvious factors being convenience and safety. You know, that's 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 blatant because the trucks are able to drive extremely close to one another, far closer than a human operator could drive it. Or should be. <laughs> And uh, and they take up far less uh, space in the road, less congestion issues, and with all that in mind as well, they'll probably be more more fuel efficient as well. You've not got that hard footed lorry driver hitting the accelerator and brake, you know. So putting all that together will also cost haulage firms far less to run petrol and emitting far less gases and and particulates into the atmosphere. Which is a benefit for all of us. I, I guess I wonder how that's going to impact on, I don't know, you know, obviously there'll, there'll be more space in the roads, arguably. I wonder if that, if they'd put time restraints in that, maybe only at night, whereby they can do that. And then whether that would be, yeah. you know, you could actually control, you know, you could almost control the traffic levels more so than, than what you can do at the moment. I mean, I think, I think a big part of that is that's just uh, autonomous HGVs, i.e. the trucks and lorries that we see in the road. I think the, one of the biggest problems with traffic levels on, on the UK roads currently is this the light vans because they obviously the boom that's been happening in online shopping. I mean, I'm bad for it. I'll go into Amazon and I'll have my delivery prime next day. It still blows my mind. You can now get Amazon now, which delivers within two hours, shopping at your door within two hours. I mean, it's and I think they're in conjunction with Morrison's at the moment, but that opens up another can of worms because they recently acquired Whole Foods. So I think, you know, the bigger picture for Amazon is actually using autonomous vehicles through Whole Foods to make these deliveries so that, you know, like yourself, Scott, that would be more, you know, happy with, 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 with your fast-paced working life that you've got at the minute, that all this is taken care of. And then Amazon's looking at different things like um, your quadcopters and whatever else to drop off parcels. I think... You know, putting putting it all together, quite interesting. This platooning, if that would fall into the light vehicles category as well, and there's there's potential for that. And and actually, just you know, tying on with the automation piece, I guess with with that in mind, you know, and Amazon has invested significant amount of money in the UK, you know, but actually a lot of the the product innovation as well, you know, not the product, the delivery of the product innovation, such as your the, the drones and so on you're touching on and, and actually having the capacity to do that. Uh, have you ever seen any of these warehouses, Terry? Have you actually seen the, the scale of these places? I have. I have. It's I've in, past the one in Dunfermline. It's incredible. 
it's absolutely incredible. And, and they've got the technology to find your your latest big pen, you know, the black one that you like, and actually get a robot to go and get that, you know, at the, the top of a, you know, the top of a... a, a you, you know me so well, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of, I mean, from your automation perspective, you know, platooning, you know, the, could you see this transferring out i don't know i mean that's almost like having a train in the road isn't it i mean would you would you take that one stage further to to trains i mean i know the glasgow underground for example it's it's been in a position to to run autonomously since it was built but but no one actually um would feel comfortable i believe sitting in a tunnel with you know that was the reason why there's always a driver hitting a button effectively but but actually it's designed you know to do it so where, where does it stop terry to get us up to speed with the latest within the autonomous vehicles, Jaguar Land Rover? Yes, massive company. Yeah. Oh, massive. I mean, you're beautiful cars, all that good stuff. They've invested multi-million pound, re- and they've invested in a multi-million pound research project, which is focused solely on connected and autonomous vehicles. And from two, uh, 2020, all new Jaguar Land Rover cars will be electric or hybrid. Which, which is incredible, isn't it? I mean, that's just incredible to hear. I heard that recently. Yeah, that's that's what's happening in the news. And and um, you know, I mean, I mean, Scott, it's even backed up with the government and universities. The government's put 109 million investment into cutting edge automotive R and D. The University of Coventry, along with um, a big player in the automotive market, they've just built a multi-million pound centre for CAV research as well. I mean, it's, it, so it's not just the, the actual manufacturers. One of the biggest manufacturers, actually, that's, you know, it's probably my favourite car manufacturer, <laughs> is Aston Martin. They've confirmed production of its first all-electric model uh, called the Rapid E. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's going into production. One that you wouldn't think of, actually. Scott, give me some guesses of a, of a company that, is not a general car manufacturer, but who you would guess would be investing in this type of... And Google, take Google out of the equation, that would be investing in this type of development. Well, before you said take Google out of the equation, I was going to suggest something like the likes of companies that have spent on their, their technology. So it could be the likes of, you know, a Caterpillar or JCB looking for different angles, you know, from their own business perspective. But are you talking from a, like a typical car for, for someone to jump in and run away with? No? No, I think you're on the right lines there. I'm thinking, I mean, it, it shocked me. Dyson. No way. Yeah, Dyson. Is that just for cleaning the roads as well, or will they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Dyson, two billion investment to develop its own radical electrical vehicle. I think there's something like what is it, four hundred heads over two years that are getting recruited for that specific project. So there you go, eh? They've had. They're one of the you know again a good UK employer that that is strive and, and toiled as you know you know the work we've we've tried to do over the years in supporting you know Dyson and others you know Hoover as well in terms of of actually allowing them to to attract talent or actually have access to talent and um, that'll allow all these these innovations to come to the fore uh, which yeah, is inc- it's incredible it's, it's I mean, fantastic some great stuff R and D and if we're putting the autonomous cars aside they've got that new hair dryer that's been out they've got the air conditioning side of it they've got their original Hoovers that are continually getting upgraded. 
Um, I mean, most people in the UK have some sort of Dyson appliance. So seems to be, and you know, manufacturing is you know an R and D within manufacturing. You know, is the beating heart of the UK. You know, do you want to know what? I'm not frightened to take a gamble. They're not frightened to take a risk and actually go into new markets and develop that. And do you want to know what? They're doing it well. And I think a lot, you know, at the end of the day, not everybody's in the position to do that. But you know, as a company that's been growing, you know, they're doing extremely well. And I think that's due to the, the risks that they take. Calculated risk, but I think they do it extremely well. Do you know how much of investment, you know, that, that, that manufacturing actually has to the, the GVA of the UK? Uh, do you know these figures that have come out? I think it was the national statistics, um, albeit this, I mean, this has come back a couple of years now. I think it was 2014. You know, it's to the Scottish economy, purely for the Scottish economy, I'll, I'll cover the region shortly. It's, it's £14 billion worth of GVA. It's incredible. And if you take the, 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 the English region's um, together and and that this will be these will be different numbers and and this year once the stats are out it was 162 billion worth of of GVA um which you know gross gross value added to, to you know to the British economy or the regions within that it's incredible yeah exactly I mean there's 25,000 companies that manufacture in the UK that all turn over five million or more you know I and mean, that's it's it's people say about British manufacturing I mean it's it's the core of what we do, um, and that's where our passion is. <laughs> Just to finish off on the autonomous vehicles, motorsport. I don't know if you've been watching any of the TV and seen the Formula E. Uh, I will see. This is yeah. Enjoy the racing, as you know. But you know, I, I, I had a bad experience a couple of years ago in town where um, I nearly get knocked over by by a car because I didn't hear it. And I guess it's the same idea with the Formula E in that you want to hear the noise of seeing this car flying around at 200 miles an hour and you don't hear anything. It's a bit, I don't know, I don't know if I get it or not. How do you feel about it? I love motorsport, as you know, I'm really into my rally driving. I was actually reading, it must have been last week, and I was reading the latest edition, there's a rally magazine called Pace Notes. And in the October 2017 edition, and the latest news, it said, first fully electric car goes rallying. Wow. And this is the first time that an electric car has ever competed on a special stage anywhere, you know? So uh, for the Formula E side, I find it interesting. But actually what I find more remarkable is actually when you put a car on a rally stage and having to endure everything that goes through that, and people question the battery levels and battery power. Trust me, to go through a through a special stage in a rally, you know, that'll be, you know, that that's remarkable. So it's interesting. Um, um, it's a, I think it's a really good watching brief. I think it's only going to go one way. But hopefully that gives, you know, that, hopefully that's a good update on the latest with regards to autonomous vehicles. And Indeed. And I think the key thing that the, the manufacturers know only so well, which is one of the things that the, you know, that, you know, the likes of Kia have come into the marketplace and, and, and you know, and similar, whereby the reliability piece of this, you know, we all want, you know, we all love our cars and, you know, if it's more efficient, better to the environment, can drive even faster, we're loving it. But actually, if the reliability piece isn't there, or from a manufacturing standpoint, they quality piece isn't there actually you know how you know this technology um you know i know as you the the broadband situation that's always up and down in my office you know it's 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 it must be tough when you're in a a vehicle that's going over you know rally driving you know bumps and hills and water and so on that must raise some serious concerns for these guys so it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out 100 percent. i think it's important that 
you know, over the next year or two years, as this is more happening, the stability and the confidence of the general public on uh, autonomous vehicles is going to be paramount. Uh, you know, there can't be any mistakes in order to build confidence. And once confidence is built, then it's you know, then it's a uh, it's, it's wide open, and I think this is why it's taking a bit of time as well to introduce it. The manufacturers will want to make sure that there's no errors, there's no bugs, there's no discrepancies here to make sure that once these cars are introduced to the consumer, the full confidence is behind that. And actually, having it in the front of motorsports is only going to grow confidence, it's a great marketing tool. And actually, for people to see electric cars going through Monza in Italy or, or going through a special stage on a rally. It's only going to grow confidence, which is only going to play into the the hands of, of the companies selling these type of vehicles in future and actually for it to become a part of uh, our economy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, it's, I think with all the grants that are available from the, from the UK government as well, you know, for, for investing in, you know, the, you, you know, R&D within manufacturing, you know, it's, uh, I, I wish I had a good idea to, to come up with to, to try and develop something. What we'll do is we'll touch we'll touch back in that, Scott, maybe middle of next year on one of the later podcasts and we'll give a further update on what's going on in autonomous vehicles. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Perry. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe while you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode.